Celie Borges was diagnosed with a rare cancer at four months old. Today, she's a two-year-old cancer survivor. She's got an event on Oahu this weekend. I spoke with her parents about it. You should check it out. Okay, so today I have um, I have Sean. I have Sean's wife. And where's the baby at? She's in Walmart with alone. <laughs> <laughs> She's wandering like around Walmart alone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no. She's learning the hard way at Camel Walmart. Yeah. I, I actually called because I wanted to interview the baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I have um I have uh Sean and Haley and they have a baby and they have an event coming up and they're super busy, but they took a few minutes to talk to us today and let us know what's going on with that. So, uh before people lose interest in me, uh when is when is the event? What is it about and What's going on with that? Um, it's our uh, second annual Cancer Awareness Fair. It is uh, this Sunday, October 29th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, at the St. Louis Alumni Clubhouse. Okay, and why why is it at St. Louis? Um, is that the best place? Is that the best school? Is that what it is? <laughs> I mean, of course, it's the best school on the island. I mean, if you guys don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm alumni, and uh, we uh, teamed up with them just to... Uh, you know, kick off this awareness fair. Um, we teamed up with them last year um, just to kind of get them involved. Uh, St. Louis is uh, well known for having like a brotherhood foundation. Um, so the president um, there, Dave Diamond, um, reached out, you know, to the brotherhood. And, and you know, we made a lot of um, connections and, and through the channels, um, we just found really big support through through everyone. So um, we just decided to continue to have it there and, and, and work it. Uh, with the people that you know are willing to help us. So this is the second second year that it's been going on. Then yeah. yeah. And what is it like? What is the event? So last year it was a craft fair and we had entertainment. This year it'll be an elite selection of vendors. We had a coordinator come in um, that does events like this across the island, and she brought in all her vendors. They do specialty pop-ups, so they have their own following that they're bringing in. And we're going to have a big raffle, and all the donations, all the money made is being donated to Hawaii Children's Cancer Foundation. Oh, very nice. And so <laughs> the the big umbrella of who's running it is who? That would be us. Yeah. <laughs> it's very family Oh, you guys are the big the umbrella. Yes, we just pulled in a coordinator to um, gather vendors because last year... I feel like that vendor world, if you're not in it, you just really don't know who to call or where to start. You know, we were lucky that so many people volunteered last year, Mm -hmm. but because it's so close to the holidays, it's good and bad, right? There's usually vendors lined up for months and months prior. So we're really lucky to have a coordinator help this year and lucky the brotherhood really stays true to their mission. If you ever met a crusader, you know how proud they are. (laughs) Oh, I know how proud they are. (laughs) I, I'm I'm talking I'm talking to one so. Wow, trying oh, so, to be married to one. Yeah, no thanks. Wait, no thanks for me. I mean, yeah. good luck to you. Yeah. So this okay. So this event is an event that you guys created. You put on, and it's a charity event, and you guys are feeding into that um, that world of of helping and doing better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and so. Um, so you don't have to do this. You you guys could have just said thanks for everything and and we're good. But now you're you're taking this step to to give back to keep it paid for it. Yeah. So our um, 
you know, when Celia was first diagnosed with, with her leukemia, our um, main oncologist, Dr. Uh, Wade Kiono, he's uh, the head of pediatric oncologist at Kapiolani, so really kind of told us, like, you know, for the med- medicine side or, you know, the the, um, the treatment side of things, like, there's not much we can do. But the way that we could help is to help others and bring awareness. So we um, kind of made it our mission to shout it, you know, from, from the mountaintops and um, bring awareness. Because, uh, you know, we always tell people, like, selfishly, prior to CD having been diagnosed, like, we don't hear much about pediatric cancer, right? Um, right. And... Once you're thrown into that world, you know, it's 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 a big deal, you know, and it it's sad to know, um, you know, like she had to have like a bone marrow transplant. Like it, it's hard for kids to get matches or, um, you know, there's, uh, no funding. there's no funding really for it, you know. So it was our kind of like mission, like family mission to like just spread awareness so people will know. And, and you know, of course, we can help other families that gone through this you know, this, this fight, you know? Yeah. So to touch back without going too deep into the, the whole incident, right. Um, so touch to touch on the involvement, you guys had experienced this firsthand and you guys went through the whole process and status now is what? Um, so because of Celie's age, she's one of the youngest in the nation with her diagnosis Mm -hmm. and to have gone through the treatment. So she actually won't be considered, in remission until she's five years old and she just turned two. Okay, um, so. But as far as the cancer with the transplant, a successful bone marrow transplant, the cancer has stayed away, thankfully. Right. So I know, I remember you guys were involved. She was on the news, right? She's very famous. Yeah. She's on the news. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's on a bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I know initially it was the bone marrow match donor thing that you guys had mm-hmm. brought a lot of awareness to, right? That mm-hmm. I remember talking to Sean, he's telling me, um, you know, you don't really realize that, like, this is a big problem. It's very rare, mm-hmm. but when it happens, it's a big problem. Yeah, so basically, um, if you're not white... Majority white. Majority yeah. white. Okay, um, non- finding a match... This is purely possible. statistical. This is not racist. No, <laughs> not racist at all. Okay. So when we were in the mainland, you know, in Seattle, they transferred us to Seattle because... They're worried. She was the youngest, like I said. Um, any kid with myth- mixed ethnicities um, actually didn't have a match. Mm-hmm. And what they do is like a half match, which 10 years ago, a half match transplant was like a science fiction novel. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a thing. So kids prior to 10 years ago, if you didn't find a match, you just didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're doing cord blood, but the success rate of cord blood is still not where they need it to be. Um, so for Sealy, we really got out there and tried to advocate for people to sign up to be a match because, of course, in Hawaii, we're so mixed, right? Mm-hmm, right. Um, and then we had over 4,000 additional people try to register, and she still couldn't find a match. And those wow. statistics alone take anybody to the core. Yeah. So you guys, who was the match? I ended up being um, her donor mm-hmm. as a half child. So it's crazy because she's basically my clone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is terrifying for Sean, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I can imagine. Oh yeah. Oh yes. But that's that's really cool then to so you are the the saving piece to that puzzle. Yeah, and the other scary thing is, you know, there is an age limit to when you can register to be a donor. The age is forty. You have to be eighteen to forty. 
And I'm a little older. I'm a little cougar. Oh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was scary in itself because if I couldn't be her donor, then what? I can't even imagine, you know, what would have happened. Right. I think that's something we really want to share with people that donating your marrow doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. But you can really save somebody's life. Seriously, yeah. You can save mm-hmm. somebody's life. And they have, what, bone marrow drives? Yep, and the swab is really easy. They just swab the inside of your mouth and you go onto a national registry. Mm-hmm. And if they find a match, they call you and they take care of everything. They'll fly you to the destination, harvest your marrow. It's pretty much a paid vacation for you and whoever you select to go with you. Yeah. And and do they give you um, any, is there any painkillers involved in that if you donate? Oh, yes. <laughs> right. I sleep, you know, you're asleep, so... I don't know. I had siblings. So if you ever got in a wrestling match with your sibling, that's mm-hmm. all it felt like. <laughs> so not as bad as not as bad as the internet says. No. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I, I mean, and you know, when you think about it, if I could give my marrow a million times over, I would do it mm-hmm. to save anyone. How much um, marrow do they need? Um, it's actually dependent on the recipient. So mm-hmm. because Celie was only a four-month-old baby. It wasn't very much. It was like a bag of blood when you donate. Um, the larger the, the recipient, the more marrow they'll need to take. I see. And then you just make more, right, yourself? Yeah. Your body is amazing. Mm. You know, and, and when they infuse it into the patient, it looks like a blood transfusion. And the marrow knows exactly where to go. Mm. But the transplant process for the patient is very intense. I see. Very hard. And she was, mm-hmm. what you said, four months old? Four months old. Mm-hmm. So she's and she's been through a lot, yeah. Yeah, she's she's. I was gonna say she's been through quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You guys keep track of how many procedures and stuff. Uh, yeah, we we do. I mean, at some point, sadly, it becomes second nature. You know, like you don't ever think you're gonna put your baby down for anesthesia again and again. Or, you know, she had five rounds of chemotherapy before her transplant even began. Wow. And there's a lot of things that come from that. You know, people think, of course, cancer is so hard. But it's actually the treatment to save the kids from cancer that they have a hard time surviving. So Celie actually lost um, all of her friends that were fighting alongside her mm. in Seattle. She's actually the only survivor of of that group while we were in there. And that really propelled us to want to do something because we can't ever forget that for whatever reason, you know, we're one of the lucky ones. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you guys actually went out of state for treatment. You guys got... Who, who do we have to thank for, for the good care that you guys got? Kapiolani Hospital. Yeah, yes. we did. A, she did two rounds of chemo at Kapiolani. Uh, first round was in the NICU. Second one was at the uh, pediatric cancer ward. And then uh, after her second round, they shipped us to uh, Seattle Children's Hospital. Seattle Children's Hospital. And then how did you get on the bus? How did, how did her face get on the bus? Oh, <laughs> they, uh, she's the youngest. Yeah. So, um, she's actually a case study there. Like, they have board meetings that just surround Celie's care. Part of her treatment, she won't be able to have children. Oh, already. So um, her growth, um, hormones, and all that stuff is something that's still in question and still kind of a medical mystery for all of them. And she's really tiny. If you meet her in real life, she's roughly the size of, like, a nine-month-old. But feisty. (laughs) You would never guess it. Yeah. But she got on the bus... uh, they came to our room. They just, they asked, yeah. yeah, they just thought she was super cute. And uh, <laughs> yeah. she was just always, you know, through all that hard treatment, she still was smiling, yeah. you know. So, yeah, they, 
um, they asked us if they could use her as a little model. <laughs> yeah. And she's smiling in that because picture too. They help us with a two point five million dollar bill that they slapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. that yeah, I would imagine that that treatment is gets to be kind of pricey. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. which is kind of funny because like how how can you I mean you got to do it right? Yeah, you know. Like you if know? if I had a dog and my dog got cancer, I'd probably just you know let him let him go. But that's just that's just me. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, but but you can't do that with people. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm sorry about the dog stuff. That's just me. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's crazy too because we met people there that had more money than we've ever met in our lives. But it really comes down to, you know, how the medicine works. It's science. You know, it's yeah. crazy that money really becomes obsolete in that world. Well, they can. I don't know if they need to charge that much for saving people, Absolutely. but, you know, whatever. Well, that's... and that's part of our goal, too, because actually pediatric cancer, children cancer, only gets 4% of government funding. Most of the cancer funding goes to breast cancer or other lymphomas. But um, for whatever reason, pediatric cancers do not have the funding for research or the charity events, you know. So actually Hawaii Children's Cancer Foundation is is rare in the nation. There's not a lot of foundations that help specifically for children right and also um they're they don't have a lot of data on children is that no is that right yes yes and i feel like people don't talk about it i don't know if it's i mean it's, it's so damn hard to go through you right. know and, and that was one thing that was hard we didn't really have like a guiding light like another family to say hey we went through this you know this is what happened right be good bad ugly whatever like i wanted to know you know, so that's what we've tried to be for have, others. Too. Have people um, contacted you going through a similar situation other than the friends that you guys made? Yes, we had another another little boy, Abel, who went through a transplant a few months after Sealy. He's also doing well. He's from Kona. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in touch with that family the entire time. Um, in the mainland, a lot of in Seattle, a lot of people came down from Alaska that were dealing with that. So we also reached out to them. We're like on the parent advisory board for Seattle children's to, Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Just to help, you know, outsiders, people that are from there when they have to receive treatment, like what's the best way to relate to a family or. And they, they had a place for you guys to stay in everything, right? At Seattle children's. Um, something because like of that. Seattle, we actually stayed in the hospital with her for the nine months. We stayed in her room. You lived in a hospital room for nine months. Yes. <laughs> and we had to leave our other daughter behind. Yeah. So because she was so severely immune compromised, we just lived in there off of cafeteria maple bars. Yeah, yeah. Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, and then after treatment we um the Ronald McDonald House in Seattle yeah. is like great. So they got us a um transplant room. The transplant rooms are basically like a one bedroom full apartment mm-hmm. with a kitchen, everything in there and uh yeah, they, they gave us one after we got released from the hospital and we lived in there for, what, like another three, three or four months, maybe. I'm just picturing mm-hmm. the hospital room like when your wife gives birth and you got to sleep on that chair thing. Oh, yeah. It was worse than that. It yeah. was worse than that. But they have a fold-out couch where we slept, you know, so it was pretty... It was like marriage boot camp. Yeah, and there's like a shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you guys are crammed in there. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I got freaking daily. Oh, absolutely! And there was there was tools at my disposal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And it, <laughs> and if it and if it went too far, the hospital's right there to save you. So I'm like, yeah. you're not gonna die in here. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a what a journey. How did you it guys? Was. How did you guys like Seattle? In the beginning, we had a really hard time. You know, at Kapilani, it really feels. You know, it's it's local people. It feels like family, right? Mm-hmm. When we went to the mainland, it was it was really hard for us to stomach selfishly two floors of kids fighting cancer. Oh, you I know, see. you hear and see things in there that you can't even fathom, right? You're like, and I told Sean, oh, Sean and I talked about like some of the things you really, really struggle with is like you're listening to all of this and you're just like, oh my gosh, please, please, like, don't let that be my kid, mm. you know? Or, and then you think to yourself, how can I even think like that? You right. know, so it really puts you in a mental space where it's so unhealthy. For yourself. And you can't, you don't have time to be weak because your child's looking at you to be strong. You know, so it was definitely a testament to us, which I feel like we're so lucky that we had this deep baseline of friendship first because I don't think we would have survived it. You know? Yeah, you guys might have killed each other from being in the small room. Absolutely. absolutely. But but Seattle... It was altogether. At first it was hard because I think just the culture differences. Yes. But we met... um, a lot of good people. The staff ended up being really good to us. Yeah, we're still close with them. You're, are you, you're born in Riza, right, Chris? I moved there in 97. I was there from oh, okay. 97 to 03. Yeah. The, well, the, the Seattle freeze is real at first. Like, the people are a little bit more standoffish and colder than we were used to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, until, until you really get to know them, you know. But yeah. They're like family. So I would say, go back. I would say that um, for most people, they would say Hawaii is different, but you guys are used to Hawaii, so you find them to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's one of the things that I like about Hawaii is everybody's like friendly. It's all, you know, it's all about everybody else. It's not about themselves. But I got you know, people listening to this all over the world, so I love everybody. Um, yeah. Well, I would just say different. like the in Seattle and their research their research and their the resources are so top tier mm. you know in Seattle they really have the best of the best there we felt very confident in their abilities well, you know, they, every time they did a good job yeah and it was you know some impossible situations that they never faced before right. at her age have things gotten back to normal? Are you guys, would you say it's kind of like a, you have a routine and things are kind of normal now? Or are you guys still doing a lot of running around? and? We Well, yeah, we're still living on both islands. So where was that? Oh, there's that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, um, as for C, like she has monthly appointments at Kapilani um, still. Just once a month, she'll check up blood tests. So that's our like kind of norm right now. She um, just started taking her shots her puppy shots i guess you could say <laughs> vaccinations <laughs> yeah because she was she wasn't able to take any of her vac- vaccinations when she was born mm-hmm. right so she finally got caught up with um all of those because her immune system's good now um but yeah i mean but we're still all over the place so <laughs> always a mess yeah um when you guys fly on a side note what is the best airline don't be silly. Okay. <laughs> I was just checking. 
You guys both you guys both have some kind of um, affiliation with Ho- Hawaiian Airlines. Yes. Yes. We're both flight attendants there. Yes. <laughs> Is that where you guys met? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, you guys one are both goes- you guys are both working. <laughs> yeah, one beer and one shot of whiskey goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> the key to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so Hawaiian is the best airline, and oh, yeah. you guys got some support from Hawaiian uh, family too, right? Oh yeah, you know um, Debbie Phillips, Wings of Hope. They really reached out to us and helped us a lot. Um, Honolulu Police Department oh. held a drive for HPD. Beginning. Yes, HPD. yes. Shopo, Shopo. They were the very first ones to help us, and they actually did a drive-through drive. I remember for people. To- yeah. yeah, and it was. Amazing. I think from that alone, we almost got like 500 swaps just yeah. from that alone. You know, even though yeah. they only have two and a half stars on Yelp, I think it's a good police department. Yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. Horrible. At least a solid three. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I know some guys there. They're all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I work with I work with one of the guys that you might know. But, no, but they were really you know, it was really, they really made us feel like family, truly. The police department really embraced our family, mm-hmm. you know, and we really felt supported by them, by the Crusaders, the St. Louis Clubhouse. So um, so these kinds of things that where we have these these agencies and these support things makes a difference for the people going through it, yeah? Absolutely. So, absolutely. And when you talk about a name in itself, right, police, HPD, mm-hmm. Hawaiian, like adding us to it and helping us fight this fight gives it the backbone. So for everybody out there, if you think, if you're wondering if it's worthwhile to get involved, it totally is. It makes a huge difference for the mm-hmm. people that are going through it. And mm-hmm. so if you have some time, go check out the event, right? This weekend. Yes. And again, Sunday. that is Sunday. Sunday, yep, the 29th, uh, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Is there parking? Oh. There's there's street parking. Um, there'll be some parking uh, next to the bank. Uh, what is that? First Line Bank yes. on King Street. Um, and, most, yeah, sorry, most of it, that's the only downfall. The parking is a little crazy. But, but. it's so worth it, I yes. promise. <laughs> and, and you don't have to be St. Louis alum to go. If you went to, let's say, like, Kamehameha School, you still invited? Oh, yes. <laughs> You just can't wear Kamehameha gear. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's open to everyone and anyone who wants to help okay. fight the fight. You know, we always say we weren't cancer parents until the day we were. And you don't want it to hit home before you realize you could have helped, you know. Excellent. So what time does the event start? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. That's that's mm-hmm. a good sleep-in time for Sunday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, so St. Louis Sunday coming up, uh, 10 a.m. start time. Get there early. And how long are you guys going to be running that thing? Um, till 3 p.m. And then, sorry, Chris, it's going to be at the St. Louis Alumni Clubhouse. What's the difference? Um, we have a... We have an exclusive club. Just exclusive for alumni clubhouse. Network. Yes, it's... Um, um, We're so bad at addresses. I'm, I'm from Kauai. We use landmarks, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Street um, oh, St. Louis, oh, St. Louis Clubhouse is different than St. Louis School. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's the address is Coolidge, Coolidge, Street. Coolidge Street, but it's, um, I'm sorry, it's Coolidge and 
He Sorry. went to this school. I don't know what, you know. Wow. I, it's, if, you on, if you go down Eisenberg from King, it's like right on the left-hand side, right behind the um, First Hawaiian Bank on uh, King Street, King in Eisenberg. Okay, so this is at the St. Louis Clubhouse. I'll put a, um, I'll find it online, and then I'll put a link uh, to where people can look that up if they want to pull up a map. Yes. Yeah. Wait, are you guys, Sorry, it's a little Are you guys obscure. old enough to have, are you guys old enough to have printed out uh, map quest and then use that do you remember that yes, I have not, not sean sean's not <laughs> even old enough he doesn't even know what you're talking about yeah when you yeah that's when you pull it up on your phone right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to print it out on yeah. paper siri tells you where to go right oh my god oh boy <laughs> but yes it's it's at the clubhouse okay st and louis they clubhouse do have a bar that yeah. will be also open Oh, bar. Okay, so if you want to support a good cause, or if you're an alcoholic, this is a good place yeah. to go. Right? Oh, no. All yeah, kinds. Yeah. I'm both. Yeah. So. Okay. Good to also, know. I want to add, we have um, Children's Cancer Foundation will be there. Yep. Um, we also have uh, Be the Match, which is the um, swabbing. the swabbing for uh, the bone marrow registry. Uh, they'll be there on site if anyone wants to swab. We also are going to have the blood bank there. Um, you guys can sign up and donate blood uh, under Celie's account, which gives her credit. Um, I mean, not like monetary credit or anything. It's just um, kudos. Kudos that <laughs> people um, can donate in her name, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's another important thing that we push because uh, there is a very big shortage yeah. nationwide on blood. So And plasma. Problems. Yeah. And so they actually pick which kids get them, you know. Oh, so you have to be picked? Yeah. Yep. Well, gotta be, it's like severity. Yeah. Thing, so even if you're like super low, if you're not in a death state, state they, yeah, they might skip first, hold off you know? and give it to a kid that needs it more. Yeah. Mm. So that's a very big thing too mm. uh, in the cancer world. So mm. we just try to push that too. I think she's had like 37 infusions. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, do you oh, think- sorry, that was just some of the other foundations that'll be there to. Yes. Yeah, I'll put up. I'll, uh, I'll look them up, and I'll put um, links to all that for people if they want to find out more about those those agencies and the, and the work that they do, or if they want to find other ways to get involved. And Asili uh, also has an Instagram page. If anybody wants to look back, there's like our whole story documented on there. And oh, really? Done in the her handle is Sealy S E E L E Y underscore Borges B O R G E S. Okay. I will put a link to that too if people want to look into more of the story. And I bet there's pictures on there. Oh, yes. Yeah. And everything uh, dealing with the event is on there too. So. so, a good place to find information, keep track of. And you guys are continuously updating that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Every day. And they can DM us. You know, we're really open to any questions too. Oh, awesome. Good resource. So, on Instagram, actually, she doesn't run that page then. Sometimes she does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She confirms what we can post and whatnot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's very photogenic for her age. Yeah. Yes. She loves the spotlight. Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. So good stuff. Good information. I'll go look that up. Another thing that I wanted to um, on a side conversation that I looked up today. There's things that you learned in school that we forget about as we get older, and one of those things that I was thinking about today was what makes uh, monkeys, monkeys, and why are chimpanzees not monkeys? Do you know what the oh. answer is? 
I don't know. I feel like I've heard this before. Is it hand? No. That's where the journey started. It was it it was a jujitsu question. We were talking about monkey grips. We call it monkey grips. (laughs) And then so me and the other guy said, Well, monkeys have thumbs. That's what makes them monkeys, right? Right. So why are we calling it monkey grips? (laughs) So they're chimpanzee grip. Right. So I was thinking, oh, the chimpanzee has opposable thumbs. They're kinda like humans, right? And then I looked up how how do they grip when they swing? Yeah. So anyways, this search went on for like 20 minutes. It's the tail. (laughs) Oh, we just saw that on a little zoo. It's the tail. The monkeys have tails and they don't have, they don't necessarily have thumbs. Oh. Have you ever looked at their hands up close? It's terrifying. They just want you to know. Oh yeah, they got scary hands. Oh my God, it's so scary. But the chimpanzees and the orangutans and the gorillas are the apes because they have no tail but i thought monkeys i thought chimpanzees had little tails i think they have nubbies (laughs) they have like little nubby tails so so the monkeys can grip with their tails they have prehensile tails and no and no thumbs yeah see i hope to do more of these things that i forgot about growing up I don't even know if I learned that. I went to public. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hawaii, mind you. So we definitely didn't learn that. Do they teach that at St. Louis? Um, they probably did. Oh, learning that. <laughs> but they had a lunch buffet. Yeah. You guys got a lunch buffet? They did. We had a hot lunch. We had a hot grill. You could get fresh had, burgers. Like, Subway and... sandwich. Yeah. Kind. <laughs> oh, we had a good lunch there. Yeah. I know a lot I mean, of... my school... I don't know. <laughs> Barely had lunch. So St. Louis, that's a plug for St. Louis. I'll put a link to their website <laughs> also. Yeah, I'll put a link to their website. There'll be a lot of links in these in this description. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I know you guys are, you guys are busy and you you guys are actually running around right now. Um, you took a break to talk about this, so thank you for that. Thanks, Chris. But Thanks I'll, for having us. I'll let you guys get going. Hopefully, um, people can listen to this and and maybe go down the the rabbit hole of finding out about what the what the uh, challenges are and maybe they can at least yeah. think about it something good to think about um and there are good things going on uh for this cause so be sure everybody to check that out on sunday if you got time if not then look for the next event which um you guys will have on the instagram page i'm sure oh, yes, yeah. all right well with that i will let you guys get going thanks so much again for the information and for sharing Thanks, Chris. We appreciate you. you. Okay. You guys have a great uh, time and uh, tell me about the event after it's over. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you want to find out how you can get involved, check the links in the show description. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.